You're listening to You're United listening. Q Podcast. We're brought to you by ProQ, Barbecue Gourmet, Kamado Joe, and Smokewood Shack, our awesome sponsors. ProQ provide quality smoking products with top-notch service and free advice for beginners to pitmasters. And you can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under ProQ Smokers. ProQ Gourmet, supplying the UK and Europe with top championship winning rubs, sauces, marinades, and accessories from the US and around the world. You can find them on Twitter and online under Barbecue Gourmet. Kamado Joe is renowned for build quality and innovation. From smoking, roasting, or searing, get that great barbecue taste and keep the moisture locked in. Check out commandojoe.co.uk plus Facebook and Twitter. I'm Dan and I'm here with my co-host Ben. Hello. And on this week's show we have Sean Hopkins from Lobster Q, New Hampshire. Hi Sean, how are you? I'm fabulous. How are you guys doing? Very good, thank you. Thanks for coming on the show. It's great to have you on. I'm delighted. I've been checking your stuff out. Uh, I know we're friends on Instagram as well. Uh, You guys are doing good. I said I wanted to check in and see if the Brits can do barbecue, and so far, so good. Yeah, we'll we'll show you how it's done. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate that. (laughs) Um, So... Yeah, like you said, we've, we've met through Instagram, and Instagram seems to be like the awesome place for foodies these days. And I feel like it's the, uh, for me anyway, it's my favorite network to share food ideas and restaurants and brands, and everyone's on there. So it's just like an awesome place to be. Well, geez, I remember going through school, and they always said a picture's worth a thousand words. And there are different social media platforms out there, but you click on a picture, you see it, you. You click like, you react to it really quickly. And then the cool thing is, unlike Twitter, if you want to address something and have a conversation, you can you can click, you can respond, and maybe you get a response back, and then you develop a relationship. And that's kind of what I've enjoyed about getting to know you guys. You got, you put out some really cool stuff, and, and you're responsive, and that's awesome. Congratulations. Cheers, and thank you. you. And you're equally as responsive too. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't help it. <laughs> so so can you just start off by telling us a little bit about who you are and what you're about? Sure. Uh, my name is Sean Hopkins. I own a restaurant in Hampstead, New Hampshire. It's called Lobster Q. It's a seafood and barbecue place. I don't, I don't come to this from a restaurant background. I had a graphic design. I had a theater background and uh, sort of a jack of all trades. But, you know, you'd work 50, 60 hours a week for somebody else. And really all I was doing was planning my Saturday. So Friday I'd get home. I'd I'd cook a nice meal, nothing great, like a a good burger or pizza. And then I'd sit down with a glass of uh, Laphroaig or Ardbeg. And I'd take notes while watching Iron Chef Japan with the friggin' subtitles. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and all I'd be doing, I'd be making my grocery list for Saturday and you guys would be coming over and I'd, you know, I'd, I'd figure out what cocktails you wanted, what food, you know, a musical playlist. I'd have the toy dolls ready to go or something like that. And uh, I'd just have a really good time playing with food and then sort of got into the idea of a career change and opened a restaurant and I've been grilling and, and doing surf and turf. And uh, yeah, geez, we're coming up on eight years now. It's pretty exciting when I come to think about it given the given the <laughs> the failure rate in the restaurant business to 
do this in a sleepy little part of Hampstead, New Hampshire is pretty cool. Yeah, it's very cool. It's awesome. And I love hearing those stories where people have, have like just gone for it. They've not come from a chef background. They just got the passion and want to deliver. Sure. Well, growing up, I never knew that it was an option. All we had on TV was Julia Child. And, you know, when you went to a restaurant, you never saw a chef back then. And now I realize it's a it's a whole different world than I ever thought. And I'm I'm impressed and I'm I'm happy. It's really a good time. So tell us a bit more about Lobster Q then and what what's all about in the restaurant. All right. Well, it's seafood and barbecue. So we're in New England and classic seafood up here is things like steamed lobster and uh, steamer clams and fried haddock and uh, fried clams. Um, but my whole family didn't eat seafood when we started the restaurant. And I always had a passion for barbecue, even though in New Hampshire, up in New England, there really wasn't a thing back then. And uh, it's a growing, developing scene now. And there's competitions. There's super talented teams like Boobacued and whatnot. Uh, Andy Husbands, jeez, uh, the Smoke Shop Barbecue. There's just so many awesome things going on. And so the more I dig into it, the more you scratch the surface, there's there's more things to latch onto. So when I when I moved to this area, I was able to get myself a big green egg and graduate from my little charcoal grill and my my little offset smoker. And, and the big green egg was a revelation for me. And then learning how to control the temperature and deal with overnight cooks and big cuts of meat and stuff like that, like beef ribs. I could never get a hold of beef ribs before. Now, suddenly plugged into the restaurant scene, I can get, you know, giant plate ribs, not the little short ribs either, the big dinosaur bones and, yeah. <laughs> you know, a, a trip to, oh my Lord, they're amazing. A trip to Austin, Texas actually got me passionate about that. I went out for one of the F1 races in Austin. Actually, Lewis Hamilton won that one. It was a thrilling race. Um, Brit showed you how it's done again. <laughs> yeah i appreciate that <laughs> that was great actually you know what's funny is in that race alexander rossi an american debuted for a crappy team and uh he actually briefly had the lead which was crazy. so awesome. yeah i guess we're still trying <laughs> <laughs> so, so go, so, go ahead i was gonna say can you give us a few like examples of the sort of stuff that's on the menu in the restaurant Oh, yeah. We do some pretty unique things. Um, we do some smoked peanut butter and jelly hot wings, which I think are absolutely amazing. Um, I've been doing this thing. I call them pork belly bites. And it's actually something I developed at home to bring into the restaurant. And it's not fresh cured pork belly. It's a bacon cured pork belly. It's smoking for like two and a half hours uh, with a little rub on top, take the skin off. And then at that point, I take it in and I cube it and I tray it and put it back out and I let it go for an additional 10 to 12 hours. And people, people just, they, they think about it, but the, the brain cannot tell your mouth what it's going to taste like. And then they think, ooh, pork belly, it's bacon. And I don't understand that bacon comes from pork belly, but not all pork belly is bacon. But then because they're thinking it's bacon, this is why this works. So they put it in their mouth and they bite it and it spurts and it melts and it candies. And even my wife, even my wife, who will pick the fat off of her bacon, <laughs> she picks the fat off of her bacon. If she was here to talk to you right now, she would say, you need to try that. It is meat candy. My wife actually calls 
the bacon bites meat candy. Kind of amazing. Perfect. That they sound super exciting by the, by the way you're describing it. I can't oh, imagine I can anyone doesn't it. want to eat that. <laughs> I can smell it just talking about it. It's so good. Um, another thing we do. Um, okay, people can combine the food, surf and turf. You can get ribs, fried clams. We had a table where two people got king crab legs, lobster, and ribs all on the same plate. <laughs> that was kind of fun. We did a show with uh, Phantom Gourmet. And in doing that show, we came up with something we called the lobster pig, which is a sandwich. Okay. So we take our pulled pork and we put that down first. And then we take a thwack of our homemade coleslaw and we put that on it. And then we're going to take lobster salad like you'd put on a lobster roll and put that on top. And a little bit of our apple slather, which is a homemade barbecue sauce. Put that, a little bit of lettuce, put the top on it. And you got to grip it and flip it. I, I it, for some reason, it eats better upside down. And this is like, some things are like a symphony. This is more like a rock band because you got different taste. You got different texture. You even got different temperatures. You got cold coleslaw, hot pork, cold lobster salad. But it comes together like, well, I'm saying it comes together and that's the Beatles. <laughs> it comes together like a rock band. It's really, really cool. That does sound cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and it's something you said there, actually. I don't think we've ever really talked about this on the podcast before, but I feel like it's the right time to talk about it. I've got this like little bit of a, a thing where if I've like built the kind of perfect burger, like you're picking it up and you're eating it the way that you built it, but I've seen a few people where they like lift it up and they eat it upside down and they flip it and you think... I went to all that work and I've like designed it to be that way up. You can't just flip it up the wrong way. It just doesn't work. But I don't know. If it, is that just me? Am I like just a bit weird? Well, clearly you're just a little bit weird, but, but we all got our things. That's all good. But for the lobster pig, I think, I think what happens is you're building the sandwich in a certain way, right? But then it, it's on the plate, and then somebody has to carry it to your table, and then maybe you're having a conversation. And that whole time, the moist pulled pork is soaking into the bottom bun. Yeah. So you could have a destructive thing when you pick it up. So that's why I tell people to grip it and flip it, and then when it's upside down, that bun holds together, and you've got stuff insulating the top bun. So it just ends up holding together, and it's a lot <laughs> A lot more manageable and if you can manage it and not worry about it then you can concentrate on the taste and then it's more delicious yeah whereas with you ben they're just trying to make food taste good in any way they can so <laughs> if yeah, that means flipping it out. or who knows who knows what they can try and do make it edible in some way shape or form if we could <laughs> all right both have a go go on yeah cheers <laughs> cheers <laughs> Well, I think that like you've you've built it like I know like you're gripping flipping. I think you've designed it to be like that now, so that's fine. But if you've like designed it, like do you think it actually does taste different if you if you're hitting like different parts of that uh, burger at, like on your tongue at different times? Do you think it actually it could make a difference to the dish which way around you eat it? Absolutely, there's certainly something to that. Um, we all have like strategies. It's funny you bring that. I was talking to this guy. He's got a strategy when he goes to an Asian buffet. He's got a strategy for how to eat ice cream cone. I have a strategy for how I'll eat a steak. You know, I will cut 
directly into the center for my first bite because that should be the part that's absolutely perfect. Then I work my way to the edge, the outer edge, and then I start on the other half and I work from the outer edge towards the middle. And the whole idea being I get to the middle last, so I get the perfect bite for my last bite as well. Yeah. <laughs> is it? I, I like when I eat my dinner, I eat a little bit of everything the whole way because I always want to have the even amount. Like, to get to the very last bit, you want the last forkful to finish off the meal perfectly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I totally understand what you're saying. And and that's why, for instance, uh, with our barbecue, we never put sauce on the ribs or on the pork or the kielbasa or the chicken because, you know, who am I to tell you, Ben, you're going to have the sweet sauce today. And you're like, I don't want the sweet sauce today. And I'd be like, Ben, you're having the sweet sauce today. <laughs> We're not going to do it like that. We're going to do things in portions where you can pick and choose and then put together the bites that you like. So exactly what you're saying, when you end up your last bites, they're going to be the bites that you wanted to end up with, not the bites that I told you to. That's pretty cool. I like the way you think on that. One requires the English mustard today, please. <laughs> One does require their British mustard today. <laughs> Proper. <laughs> oh, good one. Right. So, <laughs> so in the in the rest, like you've you've mentioned, like you cook on a big green egg at home. What what equipment are you using in the restaurant? Um, I have a Southern Pride smoker and a Cook Shack smoker, and they're different. Um, they're electric for the bulk of the heat and wood chips for the smoke flavor. Um, been experimenting with pellets, which is a different thing. Um, the reason for that, I, I feel like the consistency, you know, you turn it on, you set it and you walk away is great. Um, but that's expensive for home, you know? So at home, I've had to make some different choices and I came to the Kamado grills, uh, Kamado style grills. And I have, geez, one, two, three, four, <laughs> I have four of them. I can quit anytime I want to, though, Ben. You got to understand this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have an extra large big green egg. I have a large Visions grill. I have a small big green egg. And I have come across because I wanted to go tailgating. I went to the New England Patriots AFC Championship game. And I didn't, <laughs> I didn't have an appropriate thing to take with me. So I picked up one of these Char Grillers Acorn Juniors. And I brought it to the event. And I took – this is super cool – so I went to the event and I wanted to do a whole bunch of different things. We're tailgating. I'm cooking for a bunch of people. And I prepped these meatballs. They're sausage meatballs stuffed with Munster cheese and linguisa and wrapped in bacon. And I wanted to smoke them. And that's why I got this little grill. So I take the little grill. But how am I going to control it and make it do what I want to do? I have this controller called Flame Boss, right? Now, Flame Boss, I've been using it at home. I love this thing. I got so many oh, awesome experiences with this thing, but I wanted to take it on the road. Now, I'm out in a – I'm tailgating in a parking lot, and how do you plug it in? You can't plug it in. But I bought – Flame Boss hooked me up with a battery pack to take <laughs> on the road. So I set up this little uh, acorn grill. And I set the controller at 325. Everything got up. I put the meatballs on. Let them go for 45 minutes. Took them off. Then I dropped the temperature. Just, I'm changing it from my phone. I don't got to do anything. I don't got to go over there. I just, boom, right on my phone. I drop it to 250. 
And then we put on some buffalo chicken dip. And then we put on some meatballs. And then I raised it up again. And I cooked a German potato salad with fresh stone ground mustard and vinegar and potatoes. And I used some of the pork belly trimmings for the pork lardons. So that fat just got in there and it was all extra smoky. And I pulled that off and I did this awesome, awesome mesquite marinated hanger steaks at 600 degrees on this little tiny thing. Amazing stuff. My wife, my wife, again, days later, days later, we're not even talking about it. And she looks at me out of the blue and goes, and I can't use the exact words, but she <laughs> looks at me and goes, those flipping hanger steaks we're so flipping awesome. You got to do it again. <laughs> and she's right. We got to do it again. <laughs> well, you haven't done it again yet. Oh, uh, I, I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> and I'm going to do it again after that. But again, remember, I can stop anytime I want to. <laughs> but awesome. geez, yeah, that as much as I love my big green egg, I was really impressed with the, the acorn junior and being able to take flame boss on the road. Awesome. Peace of mind, total confidence and everything was going to work out. Love that stuff. Love those guys. Absolutely. Great. Yeah. Awesome. I'm glad you brought up the flame boss. Cause it's, it is such an awesome product. And we, we have talked about it on the show before, cause Dan and I often talk about all the like different equipment and what we've tried out, what we'd recommend to people and flame boss has always been up there as a definite top competitor and contender for that top spot of good grill controllers. And now it's more mm. readily available in the UK as well. Like you can buy it from, from one of our sponsors from max com. You can go on their website and order it. And it's, it is such a good beast that like you said, like being able to control it all through the app and you can add like extra fan like you've got the fan on there you've got the extra probes on there you've got so much stuff going down with it and i i love the feature like the feature that was the first thing i used on it um probably was i set it all up and i like just went to dan just shared it with him so he could watch and keep an eye on what i was cooking from his house yeah he needed Ben's my like, help ben, basically. ben don't do that <laughs> don't do <Yeah>. that ben <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I, you could, actually you did, didn't you? I think you were like watching it. Like, well, we, I was, we were cooking for like a big event and I had some pork shoulders on there and you were like watching it. Up, you'd got up like earlier than me and you were like looking at it going like, you need to get out there pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know if you know this, but you could give him um, access to it as well so he could change your temperature for you. Yeah, definitely wouldn't do that. <laughs> no, I mean, he needs all the help you can get there. He'll stitch it. He'll <laughs> stitch it up, and then he'll blame me. He'll be like, "Oh, oh what, what, why has it been running at four hundred Fahrenheit all night?" <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> yeah, we we have a group of people around here, and we do like I do share my cooks with them, and uh, I'm actually cooking right now. I I got excited that I was going to do this, so. What I'm doing is I set up, I took a pork loin, a whole pork loin, which is a real uh, affordable cut of meat, and I butterflied it, and I stuffed it with uh, spinach, garlic, feta cheese, black pepper, and I tied it up, and I put it on the egg, and I'm controlling it through the app right now. So I'm going to go to work. I'm going to go to my restaurant. I'm not going to be here. I'm not going to be here. Nobody's going to be here. And my wife, who's a school teacher, she's going to come home. 
And I will set the meat temp alarm that when it gets to 160, the pit's going to drop from 225 down to 150, a holding pattern. So when she gets home, all she's got to do is take this delicious smoked stuffed pork loin off of the smoker and eat it. And then this is how Flame Boss helps you change your life. And then she's not going to eat all of it. She's not going to eat hope, all of it. You hope. <laughs> right. Then when I get home or the next morning, you slice that off. And that's your deli meat for your sandwiches. And you don't got to buy any of that processed stuff anymore. Kind of amazing, right? I love this stuff. Perfect. You're right. And that tends to be how pretty much all of our lunches are the next day. It's always uh, leftovers from the day before. (laughs) Yeah, which is kind of cool. Because when you're doing it and you're in the moment and you got all the smoke around you, you love it and you taste it and it's great. But then the next day when you wake up or you're getting to lunchtime and you're not smelling the smoke because the smoke is not going but then you slice off that little bit of the meat and you make a sandwich and it's got that smoky flavor. It's just so cool. It's just so cool. Nice. Mm. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, I did yesterday I did a I did brisket to do burnt ends and it was really good for dinner last night. Then I took in to work today a few you know, a little pot and stuck them in the microwave in the, uh, that's uh, Dan's favorite cooker. I put it in the microwave <laughs> just to like heat it all up. And for the whole afternoon, like everyone's just been walking through, like it smells like someone's been having a barbecue in here. And <laughs> the smell just came through, even in the barbecue uh, from in the microwave from the day before. Yeah. There's something <laughs> extra, extra amazing about that unexpected smoke. <laughs> yeah. You're the even envy of all the cafeteria. Even when you used to have lunch, bringing it, and you even used to open your Tupperware, whatever, and across the room you'd smell the smoke, and you'd be like, "Yep, straight on over." Yeah. That used to be the best thing. Barbecue Mondays used to be a great thing in work. <laughs> Absolutely, I love it. You guys, you guys are doing it right. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, can you give us a like for someone who hasn't used Flame Boss before. Just give us the kind of like, what would you say is the like key things as to like why you would buy a Flame Boss over maybe other products. Uh, key things why I would buy Flame Boss over other products. I have tried a different other, um, a few different other controllers, um, and there's a bunch of different ones, and you gotta, you gotta make your own choice, right? But the, the only objection I ever get out of anybody about using it is the price. Um, but if you think about it, if you want to do say a smoked tenderloin or a prime rib for your Christmas dinner, your Thanksgiving dinner, your anniversary. For us around here, that's a $110 piece of meat, $110. Do you really want to mess it up? (laughs) No, you don't. That peace of mind right there is amazing. Then for myself personally, because I get home late because I own a restaurant, a lot of my smoking is done overnight. Now, here's, here's one thing that happened for me. I was scheduled to do a charity event the next day. It was for Pedro Martinez. Okay, Pedro Martinez is a famous Boston Red Sox pitcher. I wanted to do this Feast with 45 event. Uh, Chef Nick Calais of the Colonnade Hotel 
uh, had me come in. And so to me, that's a commitment, right? I had to do 15 smoked corned beef briskets to prepare this dish that I was doing. I have to cook overnight. I have to cook overnight. I have to cook during the day. I got to pretty much go for 36 hours straight to get all this done. While I'm doing this, I feel like everything's in good shape. I like, oh, I'm watching my temperature. It's good. The brisket's rising. I'm going through my stall. The, the pit temperature is rock steady. I'm talking 4.30 in the morning. 4.30 in the morning. I walk to my living room. I look outside and I smile because Flame Boss is lit up and it's controlling the temp. They have the catchphrase, it's on cruise control, and that's really true. That's what's going on. And I smile because the event's going to be great. And I think I got to get about six hours of sleep if I could. And <laughs> I'm walking up the stairs. I am almost in my bedroom where my wife is sleeping. And my phone goes off the sound of a text message. Now, owning a restaurant, when you get a text message at 4.30 in the morning, you got to check. It could be a supplier. Hmm. It could be somebody calling out. You don't really know. I look down at my phone, and I have a text message. It's a text message from Flame Boss. Flame Boss at 4.30 in the morning sends me a text message. I look at the text message. The text message reads, pit temp too high for too long. Try closing the top vent more. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, I have the top vent sent normal. I got to, but I'm going to go check on it. Right. So I go outside and it turns out when I had lifted the lid to check the brisket, um, the daisy wheel that comes with the big green egg had slid open. So I, I see that and I close it to the proper level. And that convinced me to buy one of the smokeware vent caps. So that didn't happen again. Mm -hmm. I'm used, still using that to this day. But think about what just happened. Think about this. This controller just paid for itself. Just paid for itself tenfold. Because now I'm able to go to this charity event for Pedro Martinez. And I'm able to deliver what I'm supposed to deliver. But what just happened? I was on my way to bed. On my way to bed, I get a text message that basically said, hey, Stupid human, <laughs> your pit is open too much. Why don't you go fix it? I'm a controller. I don't have hands, but I'm going to tell you what to do. <laughs> d d come on. Saved you. Saved you. Yes, it <laughs> saved my ass because my stupid human thing didn't look at the vent when I opened it up. Oh, I can say, should I have said butt? <laughs> Save my butt. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's yeah, absolutely. It is, amazing. and like you said, I think, and that's the thing. Like you've just said it there, it's that peace of mind. That that is the thing. That's the reason why Dan and myself will use one when we need to, is to have that peace of mind. If it's just a general cook, or you're at home, like maybe you don't want to bother with it. But actually, when it comes down to it, when when you're down to the crunch and you need to guarantee that you've got something expensive or you've got a lot of something. That's what you need. You need that peace of mind. Absolutely. And and that night in particular, I had the extra large big green egg going and I had the large visions grill going. So I had five briskets all hooked up and I had the two controllers. And then and the new Flame Boss 300 has the ability for multiple meats. So you can do three probes 
which is really helpful. And I can, I could actually temp, you know, meat, uh, from the two different smokers with the one controller. And, and that was very helpful for me as well. Yeah, definitely. I, I found, I, I was trying to think back cause I haven't used mine for, a, for like a few months now. Um, but when I was using it, I was like really getting into it, really enjoying it. And I was trying to think back to like features. I kept like, cause uh, Dan and I do like it stuff outside of barbecue stuff. And, Whenever I'm using an app or using a piece okay, of technology, I, I actually come from an information security world, by the way. Yeah, awesome. So, yeah. We're, so we're like every time we use any of these things, we're like, oh, what, what, what would do we want more? What could we do better? Like, what app updates could we suggest to try and help improve the product? And I try to think back to things. And like at the time, I seem to remember like something that I felt like I would like to be able to do. And you might be able to tell me whether you can do this now or not. Um, is when I when I wasn't using the fan. I like just wanted to like not use the fan and just use it to monitor temperatures, but it would on the graph it would always show like the fan was like running full pelt when the fan wasn't even there. If you know what I mean, because it's like yep. if you're looking yep. back at your graph and that was saying I was like oh, I want it, I want them to I forget, I don't think I ever suggested I was like I need to tell them to like if you can't detect the fan like just take it off the graph or something it's just because it when you're looking back at what your cooks were it kind of puts you off a bit. <laughs> well, yeah, so. I get that. And one of my, one of my questions was if I don't have the fan connected and it's still sending the impulse to, to the blower, does that going to affect the controller in any way? And I don't, I don't think it does. And so kind of, kind of what you're talking about, that graph should, that green line, the fan speed should probably yeah. just go away. Yeah. I agree with that. That's a good yeah. suggestion. I'll, I'll forward that. Yeah. Um, but then again, for yourself personally, because you know what you're doing when you see that your fan is at a hundred percent all time, then you know, you're not using your fan. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. That's what I did do. I was just like, I clearly wasn't using the fan there cause it was full pelt the whole time. <laughs> yeah. And it's, as you say that I, I walked over to my tablet to look at my graph, um, of the pork loin that I'm doing and I'm watching, you know, I, my, my set pit temp is 225. It's running at 227 and it's been pretty consistent I'm watching the meat temp start to rise and the fan output was zero. Now it's six. Now it's zero. So um, it does it does operate so quickly and it gives you so many data points that you can dig into your cooks, right? So if you're if you're a touch and feel guy, that's one thing. If you're a numbers guy, that's another thing. I like to think that I'm a little bit of a blend. Um, like you're in the IT world and I consider myself more of a gadget guy than a techie. (laughs) But one of the features that I absolutely love about this flame boss, because it bails my butt out. I said, butt this time, so that's good. Bails my butt out all the time is the ability to take notes. Like you can look at your graph and remember what you cooked and figure it out. But if you take notes, if you're diligent about taking notes, one thing that works for me is now the next time I go to cook the same thing, let's say it's super cold. Let's say I have two hours less to work with. Let's say I have to stretch the cook three hours longer. I can take a look at my notes and make an educated guess about what I need to do. And then as I'm going along, if I'm at work, if I'm driving in my car, I can adjust the temperature of the pit. I can adjust the meat alarm. I can do things from the road. I can look at my notes. 
I can show other people. I can share my cooks with you. You can see what I'm doing. I absolutely love that feature because my memory isn't that great. <laughs> so to be able to go back and look at the notes is a huge help. As like a barbecue, as like a consumer, from a consumer's point of view, I think something that's sort of really uh, helped things in the pit, sort of pit controllers, uh, I don't know, environment, I would say, is, is the fact that now there's competition. Uh, I mean, for years and years, like for a while, there was the party queue, digi queue, cyber queue, sort of uh, dominating the market. And, and now yep. I think yep. there's quite a few products out there now, which I think is really, really good for the consumer because all these the competition is forcing these uh, pit controllers to get better, to develop their apps, to make things, uh, make these unique uh, selling points, like the note sections and the the sharing, the the Wi-Fi access, the all that stuff, which is which is making life so easy for us. I mean, <clears throat> it's making things so much better. So I think that, I mean, the competition side of things has really helped the sort of uh, pit controllers come along hugely in the last few years. That's a great point. I mean, when I think about how I got started in barbecue, if I was doing overnight cook, I'd I'd have to set my alarm for two hours and and throw my clothes on and run outside and adjust my vents and stuff like that. And now I do it from bed. <laughs> <laughs> I just click on my Flame Boss app. Oh, hey, things look good. I'm going to stay in bed. That's great. But as competition develops like i had a digiq and it worked great but i couldn't do any of the wi-fi stuff i couldn't take notes yeah. it just it was literally just a controller and it was yeah. solid and it, and it still works and i still use it when i when i have all three of my well all four of my smokers going um but one there's a guy uh, so flame boss michael collins right He's he's one of the founders, and I was having a conversation with him about this, and one of the things he said, and I've noticed in the updates as well, he said, look, Sean, we're not just trying to you know make our bank, right? We're trying to stay ahead of the curve. We're trying to be industry leaders in what we're doing, and if you look at the way the graph updates, if you look at the way the app updates, if you look at the the customer service, the the fact that they're developing new things. Like um, I, <laughs> stupid human, <laughs> I huh. did a long smoke and then I wanted to throw on some steaks and I got the big green egg up to 1100 degrees. Well, one thing I forgot to do was to take my pit, uh, pit probe out. <laughs> so I basically yeah. just welded my pit probe to the big green egg, which doesn't work very well. <laughs> So I was talking with him about that, and he said, Sean, no worries. We are developing a new high-temperature pit probe. And I originally thought the pit probe could only do like 350 degrees. Um, now they got one that they can roast at like over 500. And I think on, on maybe on the website or somewhere I saw where people were saying it goes up to like 600 degrees. So you could roast reliably at 500 degrees? Think about that. You never could do that before. That's amazing. Yeah. You're still going to melt it at 1,100, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, again, stupid human, I should take the pit probe out at 1,100. <laughs> <laughs> it needs to send you, send you a lot of alerts like when it's getting like getting close. Go, like, come on, human, get it out. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, you should have heard the sound and seen the thermal vortex shooting out the chimney cap of the big green egg it was crazy oh boy 
<laughs> I'd have made a oh. good Instagram video. <laughs> yeah, it sure would have. The sound was kind of like a jet engine. One of the other really cool things I did um, was Valentine's Day uh, last year. Um, my wife was in Florida. She got family in Florida, so she's away. And I'm by myself. I'm by myself. So it was really cold. It was negative 12 degrees. Okay. That's cold. I got snow on the ground and I decided I'm going to cook. So I went outside. I I set up Flame Boss to run at 225 and I prepared beef ribs. And then I came inside and I started prepping scotch eggs and I put a pork belly on. And then I finally went to bed. And then when I got up, I'm getting ready to put the scotch eggs on. And I get a phone call from my buddy, Scott. I said, hey, you coming over? <laughs> and he goes, well, funny. That's why I'm calling you. I go, what do you mean? He goes, well, my wife is looking at me and she sees your Facebook post. And she goes, I don't get it. Danielle's in Florida. Sean's cooking. What are you doing here? <laughs> so his <laughs> wife on Valentine's Day sent him to my house. Perfect. Because <laughs> she saw she saw my flame boss graph on Facebook. <laughs> That's a, so I'm in Flame Boss. I'm like, oh, I'll share this on Facebook. My friends would like to see that. And then that turned into uh, my dinner date being my buddy Scott. <laughs> uh, so you Flame Boss, you can, you can share it on Twitter. You can share it on Facebook. It's just cool. I just love this stuff. Awesome. You've got to share the love. That's it. Valentine's Day, share the love. <laughs> exactly. You're on the ball. Awesome. Well, we've approached that half hour mark already mate so i want to say thanks very much for coming on um time flies when you're <laughs> chatting about barbecue so thanks very much um just before you go could you just let everyone know where they can find you on social media and like website address and stuff like that sure i am on facebook instagram and twitter as lobster q and i should say it's the letter q it's not q u e it's lobster q uh, the restaurant is in Hampstead, New Hampshire. It's a seafood and barbecue place. Um, re- you know, anybody, reach out to me. I'm, I'm really responsive. I love to learn. I don't, I don't feel I know it all at all in any way, shape, or form. And if you guys want to chat again about you know, recipes or other equipment or general ideas, I'd be happy to come visit you again. I've had a really good time. Um, I like your style. I like what you guys are doing. So... Consider me a friend from afar, and I'll be happy to help out anytime I can. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's really cool. My pleasure. Like you said, we didn't really talk about food that much. Maybe we'll do that next time. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to talk about food when Flame Boss is so good and you got to spread the word. (laughs) Awesome. Right. Well, thanks again, mate. Speak to you soon. My pleasure. Take care, guys. Cheers. Thanks very much. Bye. Bye. You're listening to United Q Podcast. We're brought to you by ProQ, Barbecue Gourmet, Kamado Joe, and Smokewood Shack, our awesome sponsors. ProQ provide quality smoking products with top-notch service and free advice for beginners to pitmasters. And you can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under ProQ Smokers. Barbecue Gourmet, supplying the UK and Europe with top championship winning rubs, sauces, marinades, and accessories from the US and around the world. You can find them on Twitter and online under Barbecue Gourmet. 
Kamado Joe is renowned for build quality and innovation. From smoking, roasting, or searing, get that great barbecue taste and keep the moisture locked in. Check out KamadoJoe.co.uk plus Facebook and Twitter. Smokewood Shack delivers quality smoking wood every time. They provide the smoky goodness, you provide the talent. Whether it's smoking wood chunks, dust, chips, or planks, you can find them at smokewoodshack.com. And you can find them on Twitter at smokewoodshack.com. 